You're listening to The Dating Zone on jewishcoffeehouse.com. I'm Mickey Lavenpel, marriage therapist and relationship coach. And I'm Molly Livingstone, a comedian in need of spring. And on today's episode, we are talking about red flags. And now we're going to listen to a clip by a woman called Goldie. Tell us a little bit about your backstory and whatever question you'd like to ask. So my question or my backstory is that I've been, um, you know, for a really long time, for over 10 years until I met my ex-husband, I was very much pressured into um, getting married to him because of my constant um, going out and meeting a lot of different guys. It was very frustrating emotionally and physically draining um and at a point where i i settled for the guy for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. um you know just because i was really tired of everything and my parents were pressuring me mm-hmm. being afraid that i was 26 and you know to be very picky and always finding things about somebody so they were worried that i'm not going to get married mm-hmm. so they kind of pushed me into it i married to who um, a guy who was who had a lot of red flags before I even married him, but hoping for the best, jumped into it, um, hoping for the best, but um, things got worse, and he started getting physically abusive, mentally, emotionally, in every way possible. Eventually, um, I consulted Rav, and we ended the marriage. Um, being being the fact that I had all this history, and now it makes me more worried and more on the lookout, and be more cautious when I'm dating again. Um, I have a son who's seven years old and he really wants a father. He really wants siblings. So seeing him, you know, being in pain and really wanting this complete family, um, I started dating again and dating really wasn't um, bringing me to anyone that I actually saw potential with except for this recent one that I was really hopeful for. So the, recently I met a guy who is um, 47 years old, never been married, um, being the fact that he was very committed to his mother's well-being, her, her, her well-being, and he um, took care of her until she passed away, he put his uh, um, life on hold. So eventually when that happens, he started dating again and we met. I was actually very hopeful because everything sounded very positive from the first date that uh, that we went out on. Everything was looking good. And because the first date was kind of unexpected, he also told me that like he's not really ready, but he really wants this date to come out to, to you know, to happen before than what we had initially arranged for. So he said that, please don't look at my car. I am embarrassed of how it looks. I was planning to get a, a better car for our next date. Just um, disregard it. Uh, blindfolds. Yeah, like when you go inside my car. Mm-hmm. So I said, don't worry about it. I'm not dating you, you know, your car. I'm dating you. So we basically go out and I, I see the car was really a mess. Like, not just like the type of car he was driving. That's something that I... I'm not really, wasn't really focusing on, but the fact that it was such a big mess that made me feel uncomfortable sitting in that kind of car. Mm-hmm. It did bring me into that uncomfortable feeling, but knowing that he already warned me about it and he did tell me that he was planning to change the car, you know, I was expecting something better for the next date. He also t- told me that you know, he wants to make me happy and he wants to lose weight and he wants to look good for my for me. And um, when we went out on a date, like, from from what I was seeing, he kept on eating, kept on eating stuff that are, you know, full of carbs and stuff that you gain weight from. So um, 
Many he was basically, then, why do you really, what? if I could just interrupt, it sounds like he was basically saying one thing but doing another. Is right, that the issue? so that's what was really making so, me worry is that so what, he was saying a lot of things and not following um, through. G- going through on his actions. So what, and what's your question, and what, so what is the question that you'd like us to focus on? For the podcast. Uh, my, my, my question would, is it something that I should worry about in such an early stage in the dating or should I be giving it more time to see what his actions will prove in the future? Right. Um, is this something that I should be at that, looking at as, as a red flag and, and not proceed and, and be worried that this person is not uh, true to himself or he's being a faker right. and he's just trying to impress me? Right. So, well, re- with regards to red flags, I mean, this is going to be something we're going to cover more in the uh, in the podcast, but red flags r- usually have more to do with how the person treats you. Um, but the, your concern, it sounds like, has to do with, is he a man who is true to his word? Because right. he's saying one thing and he's doing another. Um, the question is, is he just like this with regards to his cleanliness and his weight? Or does it extend to other areas? Right. And right. so that is really your question. And then my other question is, when I actually did bring up the concerns, the way he responded was, mm-hmm. well, I'm sorry I tried to make you happy. I guess I can't. So I hope you find somebody else who makes you happy instead of actually trying to what was done right. that was not you know, so nice on his side and that I, you know, that he could improve on. So that made me worry as well. Like, is he the type of person who just bails instead of trying to resolve the issue? Right. And that's very legitimate. I believe that that is a very, very legitimate concern. You know, does he show, is this a man who shows that he could actually take responsibility for his actions? Or is he the sort of person who, who, as you say, as he, he just bails, if things feel a little too hard, he might have this desire to do things, but he actually can't follow through on them. Uh-huh. So, so these are our really big concerns. And the fact that, I mean, how long did he say he was looking after his uh, mother for, his sick mother for? How many years? For was how that? long? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know for how long, but it's been a while since uh, his mother passed away for about a year and a half ago. But how long was she sick for that he was looking after her? Because you say he's 47, he was looking after his mother, and that's why he, he didn't, he hasn't gotten married. Was he looking after her for 20 years? Was um, like a, after I don't know. Three... I didn't really ask. That's a big no. question because you know if it was just I recently. Mean, he has had relationships before. Mm-hmm. He told me he dated somebody in the past from Israel, and because of the long distance relationship and the fact that he would have to um, drop his job in in New York and move to Israel it would have been a really big change for him. So it was a lot of different things going through, and then the um, something eventually triggered the girl, and the girl broke off the engagement. Then there was. Uh, you'd want to know, well, what was that trigger? I, I, I would imagine that it's probably similar to the trigger that you're experiencing. He's, he's telling, well, he, I don't know, sometimes, you know, men are not being completely true mm. and they're not being completely honest um, yeah. as to why, you know, the relationship broke down. So I don't really know if he's telling me the truth or not, but he did tell me very briefly. He didn't even like go into details, he just told me vaguely that. You know, he questioned, like he got engaged to the girl, and then after the engagement, he kind of was questioning her ethics and if she was a good girl or not. And that triggered her into breaking the relationship, I guess, in a way like, why are you questioning me now? You engaged to me. Like, you should be just believing, figuring that stuff out before you get engaged to me. Well, unfortunately, it sounds like she didn't have enough of an opportunity. But with regards to this this issue, your, your question is, should I stay or should I go? Is that your question? Right. Hoo-ha! Oh, that was something, hey? 
I can he- literally hear the pain in her voice. Yeah. That's how like... Yeah. But I think her question to you was really a very simple answer, right? Yeah. She just wants to know if she should break Stare up with go. this guy. Yeah. She just really wants to know, does this is this guy going to clean up his act or am I just going to enter another bad relationship? And she's petrified, obviously, naturally, because of her first marriage, which was also very unclear to her. And Well, was it? She said she had red flags even before they got married. Yeah. Well, she didn't allow herself to see those red flags. And here she's seeing red flags, but she really wants to give this guy a chance. And there's a lot of reasons why. We all know why people want to give people a chance, especially when you've been married before. You have a kid. Maybe it's hard to find somebody else. And you're kind of wondering, is there anybody else out there for me? And this guy might be treating her super well a lot of the times. There's just a few things that are really concerning to her. You know, the whole way that he approaches her questioning about whether he's going to clean the car or not. Right. Uh, the way he sort of says, oh, well, you're never going to find any, you know, maybe you need to find someone who will do everything you want them to do for you. But Mickey. And isn't taking responsibility. Yeah, no. If her life, which seemed like a TV show in that brief moment of listening into her, everyone would be watching that show and be like, dump the chump, dump. Mm. I mean, yeah. I think that's very obvious. Like, It's obvious to us. It certainly is obvious to us. And the question is why, what is making it not obvious to her? And to everybody else who's in right. a similar situation, so what is getting in the way? the question is, do I go out with him? And the answer is, you shouldn't. Yes. Yeah. The easy answer is, after a, a bucket load of therapy, is he willing to do the work to really work on it? I, I suggested to her, like, see if he's really willing to do some work on himself and see if he's really going to make the change. If he's not even willing to make the changes, that these really basic changes and he can't, without therapy, is he going to be able to do it with therapy? Is he willing to make the effort? If not, and also she needs a lot of therapy to overcome. I don't think she ever did any therapy to really work through what the heck happened to her and to overcome all those wounds that she had from her previous marriage. That's one. Or to date these types of guys in general. Right. The other question that I have now here, she mentions that she really wants to get into another marriage because uh, her seven-year-old is saying that he wants a, a daddy. Now, are you dating because you want a father for your child or are you dating because you actually want a real life romantic partner? Hmm. And if that's not your priority, then I'm sorry, you're going to have to find other male role models for your son, Well, which is possible. Okay. If you're dating for a romantic partner, then I would dump this guy because there's no romance in a filthy, dirty car. Even if you like it dirty, that's not the way you want it. Yeah. Red flag, you're sitting on it. And if you want a dad, a role model, and this guy can't commit to cleaning his car, what kind of father figure, you know, what kind of partner is he going to be in a marriage? Exactly. To me, something that, well, we we all kind of, when you hear 47 and not married, that's what she said, who he is. I mean, that's like the first reaction. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And then the second thing that I'm being judgy, but it was that he, he, it's very nice that he wanted to be with his mom if she's sick or that. I hear mama's boy. Yeah. I hear someone that wasn't couldn't let go, and maybe now he's looking for that kind of mother to kind of, you know, validate say, him, yeah. make him feel good. Yeah, and bad. <laughs> you know how moms can be. I mean, they tell like, him off. Yeah, for, especially a Jewish mother. Yeah, like you don't love me, you don't stay with Guilt me. Him. Then when they're with you, why are you with me? You should be out. You're a nebuch. So I, I think that almost. He might want someone like that. So he wants her to keep saying how he's not going to change and, you know, his car's a mess. And she seems to be falling for these guys that are wrong for For her her. because you want a guy that 
do- doesn't go on a date until his car is clean. Right. But he's made the effort before because he knows that would be important to a woman right. to give her that kind of respect that she walks into a clean car on a first date. And then she, by the way, had said, oh, well, it's okay that the car's mess. She said that. Yeah. So that's... As a one-off. As a one-off, not as you a don't constant. Say, no, I don't agree. I think she made the mistake. When As soon as you say something like that, you're saying it's okay to treat me like this. Yeah. I don't know. When I started dating my husband, he was a little stinky. He didn't wear deodorant. I don't know if it's the Israeli thing. And I talked to my friends. How can I bring it up? It's something that really bothers me. But you didn't dump him. You didn't say, you're a loser. Get you know, Go away. I said on the next date, I was like, all these ways of planning to be nice. And I said, I think you're a little bit stinky and I think you need to wear deodorant. But that's who I am. But it and worked. And he was like, He took okay, it on board. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like we both made the effort for each other. I mean, I wanted to be honest with him and who I am. I didn't hide it like, oh, it's okay if you smell sometimes. It, right. it wasn't going to be for me and I want to be with someone that can recognize that. So what you're saying about, about Goldie here is that perhaps she doesn't own what she really needs from a partner. And she's not even clear. She's, it sounds like she wasn't clear the first time around. And she's still not clear about what she really needs from a partner. She's getting a little bit clearer. She noticed that there were red flags the first time, but ignored them anyways because she felt the pressure of getting married. And now she doesn't feel that pressure anymore because she has a kid already. And I don't know if she even wants more or whatever, but that's irrelevant. The point is that she's still unclear about what she really wants and needs from a relationship. Whether she even wants a relationship altogether is unclear to me. Right? So there's a whole lot of clarification that really needs to happen here, irrespective of Mr. 47-year-old man. When we say there's the easy question and answer, which is, you shouldn't be with this guy, what's the bigger question? The bigger question is, who are you? And what is it that you really, if you do want to be in a relationship, what, does, what would that look like? What does that mean? What, what does it mean that a guy is treating you nicely? What does it mean that you treat yourself nicely? Like, where is your self-respect? What is it that you do for yourself Every single day that makes you happy to look in that mirror and say, hey, this is me. And that's the sort of thing we need to enter a relationship with. We really need to enter a relationship feeling like we are a whole individual and that we are very happy to stand on our own and that when we get married, we're just, we're just marrying another good 100% person who feels really good about themselves and that together you're creating a third entity. I would think, tell me if this is wrong, as a mother, she made thank God, a very good decision to leave this man and protect her son because he was abusive. So do you think, if I don't know if she's looking for someone more as a father or as a romance, but let's put even both of them together. If you think of it, would I want this for my child? So I, would I want my child to sit in a car like this? And if the answer is no, then you're not with him because you wouldn't want your child to have to go through that. Because sometimes we as mothers or women or people don't have that self-worth, but we do have it for our own children. We would do anything for our children. Our children deserve the best. So almost if she could see herself through what her child deserves. Molly, I, I completely agree with what you're saying, but I think there's also a lot of sadness in what you're saying is that a lot of women are better at being moms than they are caring for themselves. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that a sad indictment on women? It's, on people? I, if they I, could treat their kid better than they could treat themselves. Yeah. I mean, I catch myself doing it all the time or my husband points it out where I am like, today I'd like to be a human. And I think sometimes being a mom, I'm so self-dedicated that right. 
like my shoes are falling apart and they get new shoes. But I don't even think to buy myself new shoes because where would I find the time and what would I even know what looks good on me? And I don't even see my feet. And this goes back to that airplane analogy, you know, where the, uh, the, the flight attendant is doing that. Put your mask on yourself before you put your mask on your child. I completely see that here where she really needs to be able to look after herself first and foremost, before she could really be a good mom. I think we mm-hmm. all need to learn that lesson very, very much and very, very hard. I know I definitely try to do that for myself. I, I'll honestly say that I actually get a massage every single week and I feel it is my lifeline and I exercise every single day and I really try to, hard to, to eat healthy. Why? Because I really do feel that if I'm not modeling how to be a whole good person who is calm and not neurotic and all that other sort of stuff that I might be if I wasn't looking after myself in this way, then what am I modeling for my children? Right. Right. Well, so she should be modeling in some sense right. saying like, I want my son to see that we deserve a clean car. I want my son to see that we deserve a husband figure, a father that will be there for us. And when he says he's going to lose weight, he has a plan and doesn't just say it and then stuff his face. We all do things like this. Sure. Like you can't blame this guy. Like we all have these kinds of issues, but we can look to ourselves and and say, what is best for me? So I'm only saying it for her because it seems like the right decisions Uh. were made for the child so that if she can't make those right decisions for herself, then do it at least at least through the eyes of the child. Right. Just as an initial step step in figuring out whether this guy is going to be the right one for her. Yep. I think that from that perspective, I agree with you. So if you could sum it up, what is Goldie's homework? So Goldie's homework is to really take a big step back and really think through why she wants to be in a relationship. And even before why, why she wants to be in a relationship, what does it mean to be in a relationship with herself? And what is good about her life currently, independent of her child? I'm sure her child is a love of her life and God bless him. But if she didn't have a child, let's say, what does she do with her life? you know, on a day-to-day basis that makes her feel good and whole? And what does she what does she want to bring to this world that makes her feel happy? What brings her meaning in this world? And then once she does all that, then really think about, okay, now if I were to be in this world with somebody else, what would make that even better? What would make that be a good add-on as opposed to just someone who's going to be holding me back from really being the best person that I could be? And just something that I heard from her as a takeaway for Goldie is that when she settled for that first relationship because she felt, well, I'm 26. And my parents are pressuring me. Yeah, people are pressuring me and so I'm going to settle. What I would challenge is try to not settle. Don't settle. Every day find something that you don't settle for because that's going to be for you, your strength, and that will get you to the place of being healthy and finding the right person. Right. Really feeling like you're reaching for something as opposed to settling being the best person that you could be, not being the whatever thing I have to be in the moment right now. If people have questions, if they have comments, if they, whatever they want to reach out to Goldie, how can they get in touch with us? They could find us on the dating zone at jewishcoffeehouse.com. And if you'd like to do any work with me individually, you could find me at www.mickeylavinpel.co.il. And if you'd like to be a guest on our show, definitely email us. Yeah, reach out. Reach out, the dating zone at jewishcoffeehouse.com. As always, thank you to Scott Kahn, our producer, for editing us to, you know, just sound our best. We're also reaching. Don't forget that. Don't settle for anything. Absolutely. Best producer ever. <laughs> thank you. You've been listening to another episode of The Dating Zone on jewishcoffeehouse.com. 
Subscribe to this and other great podcasts at jewishcoffeehouse.com, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. And please go to iTunes and rate and review us. It will help us a lot.